Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of The Basement Binge, episode number two of Spider-Man Week, which has been a lot of fun. Obviously, episode two is about Spider-Man 2. This has been a lot of fun. These are much shorter episodes. If this is your first time here at The Basement Binge, welcome. Long-time listeners know all the segments of the show. I still have some of the segments I'm doing, but not all of them, just to keep these episodes shorter for my own self, but also you listening. So let's just jump right into the first segment, Two Cents. This is my spoiler-free take on the film. So if you were like me and hadn't seen Spider-Man 2, this is for you without it being spoiled. And it's really interesting because I thought I had seen this film. I've I've seen enough clips of it and sections of it that I thought I had seen the whole thing. I understood the story mostly, but now seeing it, the entire thing, I really was missing out. It isn't just nostalgia that makes this particular film so loved. The first film, everybody was learning. Not just the actors and the characters and the audience, but the entire production team. Here, those training wheels are completely off. Everything that didn't work in the first film for me works extremely well here. They're flexing their muscles, so to speak. Toby, for example, he's extremely endearing as Peter and captures a very human feeling to him, while also capturing the weight of responsibility he carries as Spider-Man. He carries those two things really, really well. He's someone that is easy to root for. Alfred Molina is giving an incredible performance that is just absolutely unforgettable. One clip I saw was the ending of the film before actually seeing the film, and I always felt disconnected. Now, seeing the entire film, it's absolutely earned, and it's a great ending. It's performed very well, but also just Doc Ock throughout the entire film is a lot of fun. From the moment Peter meets him as a more mentor-type individual, uh, you immediately connect to him and trust him, and then, of course, he becomes a great villain. Huge complaint I had about the first film, the emotions, particularly in the relationships of the characters, those are so much better here. The human connection to every one of them is much stronger. The action is much more spidier, if that makes sense. While everything from the first film that worked really well is still here. Powerful themes and ethos for Spider-Man, great music and pacing throughout the film, a glorious suit, and a personal connected villain who really challenges both Peter and Spider-Man at the same time. Yes, without a doubt, this is a great piece of entertainment. It's very engaging, but it's also made with a ton of heart. It is very emotionally resonant to me. I really, really connected to the journey that Peter goes on through through this film. I hope to do a full episode on this one day just to have the Fallen segment where I normally talk about those themes and messages, which I don't have time for with these shorter episodes because I love what this film has to say and what Peter learns, and I really, really connected to it, making it that much stronger. This film really is super enjoyable. I loved it. While I'm not surprised how much I loved it, I'm also surprised how much I loved it. The the first I didn't connect with and I had a lot of problems with and I rated it a much lower than I anticipated. And so I was worried that, oh man, maybe it's going to happen again. But no, this is exceptional. So I'm kind of getting into the next segment here, Live Up. But before I get into that, just some brief announcements. If you're wanting some longer episodes on Spider-Man, go check out Matt Goes to the Movies. He's done a bunch. I've been on his Amazing Spider-Man one, Spider-Man Homecoming we just recorded the other night, and then of course Spider-Man Far From Home and coming up Spider-Man No Way Home. Additionally, subscribe to The Basement Binge wherever you're currently listening to get those episodes. Of course, every Spider-Man episode coming out each day of this week, potentially things on The Matrix. Who knows? If you want to connect with the show, check out social media, um, Instagram, TikTok, Kind of on Facebook, if I remember to post there, all linked in the show notes. Additionally, you can email me at bingebasement at gpl.com. Whoever you are, whatever you're doing right now, listening to The Basement Binge, I would love to hear what you think about Spider-Man and the upcoming films or any of the episodes. So you can leave a review on podchaser.com slash thebasementbinge. It's absolutely free, just a way to review the show and let me know what you think of the episodes. That's enough announcements from me. Let's get on to the next segment after this short break. All right, we got that out of the way. Let's move on to the next segment, Live Up. 
So this is where I talk about my expectations going into the film. And if it was aptly named, able to live up to it. I was kind of getting into it at the end of this, the two cents here. And it's really interesting how my expectations changed as the film was going at the more and more I realized I hadn't seen this whole thing. But either way, the expectations were just high. I was kind of nervous that maybe my expectations were too high because of the problems I had with the first. Either way, it's Spider-Man 2. I had really, really high expectations. I was expecting great fight sequences, a great villain, and an even better Spider-Man with personal stakes. And every single one of those films, it delivered on. From the start of the film, it's exactly what I want. The pacing is great here. A great focus on Peter. He is trying so hard, but just can't catch a break. And we are in on that secret. We get to know how hard it is. We see the two sides that other people don't see. So we feel this hope and desperation that somehow he can make it work. And Toby plays Peter to be this very earnest individual with a great light in his eyes that slowly is worn out of him through the courses of his challenges. And that makes this film really easy to invest in. That's important for any film, not just a comic book film or or superhero film, but especially those is that we have to want our hero to succeed. And throughout the entire runtime of Spider-Man 2, I both want Spider-Man to succeed and Peter Parker, and the film works really, really well at that. And then, of course, Alfred Molino as Otto. He is a great mentor to Peter, someone who Peter can look up to and needs to look up to. And as he turns into Doc Ock, I feel so bad for Peter, not just because he's a new villain to fight, but because he's losing a mentor that he really, really needed. But the fights we get between the two of them are exceptionally well done. The train sequence is as great as people remember it is. The only thing that I had really remembered from that scene was Spider-Man stopping the train at the end, and it just is campy, and Toby looks absolutely ridiculous, so this it was always just kind of funny to me. I never really got it, but as a whole, the entire sequence, it's fantastic. My complaints with the first film about it being a bunch of punching and kicking and not a lot of Spidey fighting, it's so much better here. This fight is full of Spider-Man using his powers uniquely against an equally challenging villain. They were really ambitious with these scenes, not just the train sequence, but the clock tower. There's tons of them. They use a lot of CGI, and it does look dated, but not in a way that takes you out of the film. It really looks great. There's a wonderful blend of practical and digital effects that really sell that they are in the fight. The action is also just smooth and intense to watch, but it also has great understanding of what villains do to Peter. Doc Ogg, in particular, sees Peter's desire to help people, and he uses that against him. He isn't just a physical threat to Peter. He gives Peter challenges morally, making everything harder by endangering others. It makes for great challenges for our character who, again, we really, really want to succeed. And Otto is continually making it hard for him. Harry and MJ, both of them I had a lot of problems with in the first film, but here they're given a lot more to do throughout the film and feel like their own individuals instead of just pieces around Peter. MJ may be horrible and heartless in her relationships, but I do believe that her love for Peter is there and is genuine and has an effect on her and that Peter, of course, uh, is connected to her. That is essential for the emotional struggle of Peter to work out when he questions if he's not supposed to have his own life, to have what he wants. We as the audience have to want it for him. And I do, not to talk it down on Mary Jane, but I wouldn't have a relationship with her just because of the, the past relationships that she's had. But I feel the connection her and Peter have and that I want to work out. Now to talk about Harry, his slow turn into madness and that scene where he learns that Spider-Man is Peter Great performance from James Franco. And I love that Peter in that moment doesn't just try to say, oh, I didn't kill him, it was himself or whatever, and try and rationalize it to him. He just says there's bigger things happening here. It's brilliantly written, an understanding between the friendship that they have and also just that difficult moment. 
So obviously, I just love the whole thing. Completely exceeded my expectations in every way. This really is as good as people remember. It's well-written, well-performed, well-directed, full of great themes. I don't have the fallen with this mini episode, but if I did, I would talk about the difficulty that Peter goes through and that very real feeling of wanting to give up on these good things that are hard, on those things that are the responsible thing to do because they add hardship to our life. Wouldn't it be easier to just not do these hard things, forego the challenge by not inviting them into our life anyway? That is really relatable and that was really powerful for me, very timely to things happening in my personal life. And Peter's resolve to be steady and do the right thing is even better. But in interest of time, that's pretty much all I could say. I guess we'll have to let me know. Leave a review on Podchaser if you want to see a full episode on Spider-Man 2. So let's wrap up this episode with least and likes. This is where I talk about my least favorite scene and my favorite scene. I don't necessarily have a least favorite scene in particular, just like a, I don't know, idea. I do not like MJ's constant love triangle, whether it was with Harry in the first film or uh, I forget his name, J. Jonah Jameson's son. I understand it adds to the emotional challenge for Peter, but it also makes MJ this really selfish individual who I really would not want to have a relationship with. Like she has no loyalty Somehow it works out in the film where I still am invested in her relationship with Peter. But again, I would not want to date her. But I, 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 can, I can understand that maybe Peter wants to. So it's not a horrible thing. It doesn't 100% take me out of the film. Just looking back as I thought, you know, what is my least favorite? That was the first thing that came to mind of something that I don't like. Other than that, I love absolutely everything. The action moments are great, complete with a bank that has bags of gold coins in them. I mean, that's a great sequence, but also the quiet moments. This film has a lot of close-ups on individuals, and those emotional moments are done really, really well. I forgot to mention this earlier, but I love the relationship between Peter and May. I, I think that, that works really well. And every single scene, that, I don't know why I'm mentioning this, this now, but I should have mentioned this way, or every single scene with J. Jonah Jameson is hilarious. It, it works so well between him and Peter. J.K. Simmons crushes the role. He's hilarious. This is J.K. Simmons at his best as J. Jonah Jameson. He was great in the first one, but he was really limited. Here, he is a bigger part of the story, and he is, he's fantastic. I love that relationship. But to move on from that, to talk about my one particular favorite scene, if I have to pick just one, because there are a lot, just to mention a few, Peter walking with his glasses and being happy again as Peter. I love that. The chocolate cake scene where whatever that girl's name is comes and gives him a glass of milk and chocolate cake. That's a really endearing moment. The conversation he has with Otto, the bank fight that I mentioned, the train sequence, all of those things. If I have to pick just one the one that I'm going to remember the most, it's definitely going to be the train scene. Maybe it's because I had the strongest idea about that, that it just felt funny to me because I'd really only seen the part where Peter stops the train and he looks ridiculous. Everybody's seen those memes. But the reason it's going to stick with me is because that entire scene is, of course, an exceptional fight scene. And that really showed to me seeing the entire thing. But because also the way it challenges Peter, he's just resolved to be Spider-Man again and has to walk away from MJ a second time or a third or fourth, however many times it is, because of Aunt May's wisdom that she shared with him. And life says in response to him, okay, here's this life-threatening situation with a madman and your love for MJ. Well, she's going to be held hostage. And also you have all these innocent civilians you have to save. It's a, it's a really difficult challenge for Peter and Spider-Man as he comes back to being Spider-Man. It's an exceptional scene on top of just being really well-made and well-directed. That would be my favorite scene but I think that's going to be everybody's. So that will wrap up the episode on Spider-Man 2. 
Spider-Man 2 really is the reason this genre sticks around. Spider-Man 1 created the origin story problem that we have now and created the idea. But Spider-Man 2 is what kept it going. It's what keeps it stable. That we can believe sequels can not only be good, but better. Because the training wheels are off and we get to enjoy these heroes that we fell in love with in the first film. Raimi crafts a great story of responsibility and honor, choice and responsibility, love and sacrifice, while also telling a personal story of Peter trying to do his best. And for that, and all the other great things that make up a good Spider-Man film, fun swinging, great villains, action that puts you in it, I really do love Spider-Man 2, and I know it's one I will be seeing again very, very soon. Now on to Spider-Man 3. I'm actually really excited for that. I've never seen Spider-Man 3, I mean, like at all. I know I haven't, and I'm very, very excited for that. Looking forward to it a ton. I, I think, just to give you my ideas beforehand, I think I'm going to like it more than other people. I, I'm preparing myself to not think it's perfect, but to enjoy it for its campiness. Looking forward to it. Anyway, let's wrap this up. Once again, my name is Harrison. This is The Basement Binge, Spider-Man Week, Episode 2. And that's all for now. Ciao, ciao.